Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Let's join Pastor Greg Scalzo as he continues the Heavenly Authority series. I'll open with a reading from Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. Jesus taught them, Assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Praise you, Lord. We've been discussing divisions and how they arise in the church. And we've been going through the book of 1 Corinthians. It has been providing a framework for the study of what happens in the, in the Christian church all too many times. And I'd like to close uh, this section in 1 Corinthians by jumping ahead to chapter 11. So 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul has been dealing in the intervening chapters with all the problems and the questions that have popped up in this assembly at Corinth. And then he says in chapter 11, verse 17, he says, Now in giving these instructions, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. Can you imagine a church coming together? And it's actually worse that they come together, not better. He says in verse 18, For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. So again, we hear about the divisions in this church at Corinth. For there must also be factions among you, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry, and another is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you. So notice the focus in speaking about their actions, how they've degenerated, how in their assembly they're so divided and they're so carnal and they're so worldly that is actually coming to the communion table itself, the Lord's Supper. And that the expression we use for communion, the Lord's Supper, here's one of the scriptures in verse 20, where taking the body and the blood, taking the bread and the wine is called the Lord's Supper. Up above um, in chapter 10, you see where we get the word communion from. Uh, in verse 14, he says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion, communion, the fellowship, or the sharing of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, 
Is it not the communion, the communion, the fellowship, the sharing of the body of Christ? So as we go to that table, as we eat that bread, as we drink that cup, we are spiritually sharing into the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, the work that was done on the cross. And then he says in verse 17, For we, though many, there are many believers, for we, though many, we are what? We are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. We all take the same bread. We all remember, we remember the broken body of Jesus Christ. We remember the sacrifice he made. We say, Lord, come inside of us. Work that work inside of us. So though we are many, many different personalities, yet as we come together, though we are many, we are one bread, we are one body. That's one of the symbolisms of communion. That's one of the significances of communion, that we become one in Christ. We are reconciled unto the Father through Jesus. We are made whole through Jesus. Our situations are restored through Jesus. And the church is to be one in Jesus. And then he says, Observe Israel after the flesh are not those who eat, eat of the sacrifice, partakers of the altar. When you were in Israel and you ate of the sacrifice, you were sharing into the altar. You were part of that ceremony, understanding that we needed to be forgiven and we needed to be restored to God to have the fellowship of the Lord, the communion of the Lord. And then down in verse 21, he says, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? This is a very special holy moment. We remember what Jesus did. We remember the sacrifice. We touch it. We touch the cross. We partake of the bread and the cup. We are in communion with the Lord. And so, as Jesus dwells in each of us, we are in communion with each other. We are his body. The one body, his body was broken, that we might be one. What a tremendous, holy, sacred moment. And yet, how are they coming to that table? That which was to show them the fellowship they had with God and the oneness with each other, they're coming there with divisions. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry and another is drunk. Now, you understand a little more about how they did the Lord's Supper if you look a few other places in the Scriptures. Because the original communion, the Lord's Supper, was a Passover celebration, there was a whole meal associated with it. When Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood, they're having the Passover feast. And so in the early church, they would actually get together, study the word, have prayer, and actually as a body, eat supper together, have a, a, a feast together. If you look in Jude, verse 12, speaking about false uh, teachers, he says in verse 12, These are spots in your love feasts. While they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves, they are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. 
and he mentions the love feast, the agape feast. Agape, God's holy love. There are these dinners where it was to display the holy love of God that the fellowship came together, and they were as a family. They would have this common meal, and during that time, they would celebrate the Lord's Supper. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13, again, Peter says about false teachers, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who counted pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you. So it was common for them to have these communion feasts, these Passover-type meals together. Matter of fact, we read in the book of Acts that it was, a, it was their common practice to have it once a week. Let's look at Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So it was called the breaking of bread also. Uh, if you look over in uh, verse 46, the early church, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate food with gladness and simplicity of heart. They were in fellowship together. And then the scripture I mentioned a few moments ago in chapter 20, verse 7. Now on the first day of the week, Sunday, now on the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, the breaking of the bread, the first day of the week on Sunday, Paul ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. So they had a real long service, and we won't be going to midnight today, so no one, you don't have to worry with the heat. Another um, term for the Lord's Supper is the Eucharist, and you hear that used. You say, where does the word Eucharist come from? The word Eucharist comes from the Greek word giving thanks, giving thanks. If you look in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, and verse 17, then he took the cup and gave thanks. The word there, eucharisteo, eucharisteo, to be grateful, to say grace at a meal, to give thanks. Verse 19, and he took bread, gave thanks, same word, and broke it, and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. So the word eucharist comes from giving thanks. The Lord's Supper, communion, the breaking of the bread, the Eucharist, the giving thanks. God's heart's desire is that they be one as they take this special holy time, this special meal. Now here, what we're reading about in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the divisions, the arrogance, the brazenness, the schisms in the church have come right to the point of the special meal. And they're using this time, the whole meal, as a time to show their worldliness, their carnality. He says, for first of all, verse 18, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, schisma, schisms. And in part, I believe, and obviously we know why because we 
we read the beginning chapters 1 to 4, what's going on in the church. We've studied that. Verse 19. For there must also be factions among you, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. There must also be factions or differences, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. That Greek word for factions denotes a choice, a choosing. And it can be translated a number of different ways. From the idea of a choice or a choosing, it comes to mean an opinion, especially a self-willed opinion, a self-willed opinion which leads to divisions, to the formation of parties, of a sect, one sect, one religious sect against another. It's the Greek word hariresis, which we get the English word heresy from. And the King James will translate it heresy. The New King James translates the word heresy, the same word over in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. Because that's the end result when you have people choosing and opinions and self-willed opinions. Well, I believe this and I believe that. And it's not based on truth but it's based on arrogance, the end result is you will have different parties or divisions or factions, which is the way the word is translated in some sections of the Bible. And ultimately, you will have heresies, which is the way it's translated in other places in the New Testament. Factions, divisions. You can find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle on the web. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org It is a great site to share with your friends for serious Bible study. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.